Okay, everybody, welcome back once again to Tech Gumbo. I'm Haggai Davis II, along with Haggai Davis III, and we'd like to welcome you to Tech Gumbo. Here on our show, we like to talk about the past, present, and future of all things technology in a topical, interesting, and digestible way. Without geek speak or a bunch of acronyms, we just want to talk about technology that's important to us and important to you. We also want to thank Cardinal Capital. To business owners and CEOs, hopefully you have a good relationship with your lender. Even if you do, sometimes you face other challenges, such as a need to consolidate debt, a want to level out your cash flow, or a desire to buy new equipment because you're in growth mode. If this describes you, give Cardinal Capital a call, whatever your need or challenge. They have over 4,000 lenders where they source commercial capital for business clients. Chris, Gary, and Rob at Cardinal Capital have a passion for business, and they want you to succeed. When you meet with Cardinal Capital, they get to know you and your business, so they can present your needs to lending institution that will best fit your unique situation. In short, they go after money for your business. They translate your business into what's important for lenders, and they are good at it. Depending upon what the deal is, no matter how complicated or straightforward, they will help maximize your profitability while setting your business up for success. They find the best solution for your situation, all while being fun and easy to deal with. For more detailed information, visit their website at cardinalcap.net. You can also call them 225-308-3700 or email them info at cardinalcap.net. Okay, Mr. Davis, how about we jump into a big old helping of tech gumbo today? Sounds fantastic. So, like we love to do here in the first segment, news and updates. First big story we wanted to talk about was Microsoft has admitted that they got hacked by a Russian intelligence group. So first off, Microsoft is not admitting this out of shame or out of the goodness of their heart, but they are complying with cybersecurity disclosure rules. So their hand was forced on telling the world about this. The Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency has Microsoft as part of the CISA. When you're part of that group, you tend to go along with the rules of the group that you're in. And oh, by the way, Microsoft being a publicly traded company, it's even harder to hide the, that kind of information. Harder and criminal. But the Russians, this Russian group did slowly but surely over time, very incrementally, patiently get into the network. That is part of what makes this type of attack so difficult is that the, the phrase used to describe it is low and slow. And that's because Microsoft is such a large high priority target that these very sophisticated hacking operations have said that we don't need to hack them tomorrow. It doesn't even have to be next year. We can set up these attacks which are designed to, you know, just make one move every couple months and that's two, three, four years from now, it will finally spring the trap. But because we were so patient and so delicate and so calculated with our, our hacking, it was virtually undetectable. This is the same group, Nobelium, which is also known as Midnight Blizzard and Cozy Bear. They're the same group that was suspected or accused of the solar winds hack many years ago. That's the level of capability of the group that, that did this so that they could take their time. They're funded by the government. They don't need to rush through this. Like you said, if it takes four years, okay, we got four years. 
yeah, I think your point about because they are Russian government funded, that they they're not under that same time pressure of they don't have to turn around and deliver results anytime soon. It's much more about the bigger payout. Now, fortunately, Microsoft has said that the this hacking group was not able to hit that bigger payout. There are no signs that they hit customer data, production systems, or proprietary source code. So Microsoft pretty much was able to catch it in time. If you're a business owner or a business decision maker, Microsoft is a huge target and they kind of got breached. But because of the level of sophistication and security that Microsoft has, they were able to stop it. How good is your protection for your business? Yeah, I think that's a great point that the cyber criminal weapons have advanced so much that they can be deployed at an incredible scale almost for free. That once once you've built the tool, if you're sending it to 10 targets or a million targets, that's basically the same cost. And so every cyber criminal out there is just going to chain gunfire at anything and everything. And all it takes is one to get through for them to be successful. And all it takes is one to get through for you to have a really bad day. So if your whole thing is depending upon a three, four, five, six, seven-year-old firewall and antivirus, you need to get in touch with your IT company that you work with and get some up-to-date hardware, get a new firewall, start using endpoint detection and response. Don't just depend upon antivirus. These folks are really, really sophisticated. And these large, sophisticated groups, a lot of times they will sell their malware that they create to the smaller guys who are just looking for whatever they can find out there, and they'll hit your business with it. Take care of your business. Take care of your data. Get some really up-to-date cybersecurity. Absolutely. Well, Microsoft also had some other news that was a little rosier for them. They now are the most valuable publicly traded corporation. They are now at $2.89 trillion, trillion with a T valuation compared to that paltry $2.87 trillion that Apple is in. Yes, they are now worth $2 billion more than Apple, according to Bloomberg. This is significant because Apple has been the world's most valuable company for more than a decade now. 2011 was whenever Apple overtook ExxonMobil as the most valuable publicly traded company. So the fact that Microsoft has taken this is a big deal, and it's not that hard to understand why Microsoft has suddenly seen this surge in value. When Microsoft put in the second round of funding into OpenAI, that $10 billion they put in the second round, all of a sudden, everyone heard about ChatGPT, and everyone is getting accounts at ChatGPT, and then Microsoft is putting Copilot into everything they've got, which runs on ChatGPT. It's no wonder where this money is coming from. Oh, absolutely. Because valuations are projections about how much money will this company make in the future. And... When you consider that Microsoft owns 49% of OpenAI, who as a company had possibly the single best 2023 of any company, and 
Microsoft also is, as you talked about, building all of their products natively into Microsoft. So it's not just that window that you're typing into. It now is part of the whole operating system. Man, you have to just think that Microsoft feels fantastic about their position. So let's not feel too sorry for Apple of being finally knocked off. I mean, at $2.87 trillion, that's still a tremendous amount of money. But they have kind of hit a stagnant level where people aren't buying as many iPhones. They're not buying as many Macs or iPads. They're trying to make money with the services for everything, but people aren't buying as many new subscriptions to Apple Music. And so... People are just kind of going along with what Apple's got, and Apple's not growing. And I think that's one of the fascinating things about all this, is that if Microsoft hadn't seen the sudden surge, Apple would feel fantastic. That they're still worth all this money. All of their hardware is still fantastic. Their ecosystem is still their ecosystem. But they're not growing. They haven't added new markets. Their hardware... They added the smartwatch a few years ago, and that's that's been good, but that's not going to add $50 billion worth of revenue. And they have these headsets now, which might be good, but you know that's not going to be the difference between them being at $2.9 trillion and $3 trillion. And then even actually, when you come back to the idea of their ecosystem and how impenetrable that it was, with a lot of these rulings about the cables and how... Apple has to switch towards the USB-C cable instead of the old lightning cable. And there's rulings that might be coming out of Europe that Apple has to use the standardized messaging formats so that everyone is in the blue text and not just the, the green people. And that there might be things coming that are actually harming Apple's valuation about the future, that they're not able to build this walled garden anymore. What is their next step? Oh, by the way, Microsoft did finally purchase this little thing called Activision Blizzard. And while video games aren't going to move the needle that much, it's still a growth, not a just holding steady treading water, if you will. Yeah, I think that's a great point that it is something that is growing. It's, it's one, something that they bought and just added in. But two, you can see what direction that this is going and and. Apple, they're going to keep making the, you know, the next iPhone. They're going to keep making the next iOS. But what is the thing that you're doing that's going to truly bring in new people? A lot of these markets are saturated. A lot of people have their music. And so they, they've made their choice if they're Apple or Spotify music. And they buy roughly the same amount of songs. And so you're not going to suddenly see this large jump in all these different places. What is the thing that you're doing that's going to continue to have you grow? But with this Activision Blizzard thing, you will see the number of people getting Xbox accounts start to grow. With more more video games being added into the fold, why wouldn't you want to all of a sudden have your Xbox account if you not had one? Hey, let's go. Let me jump on that. Microsoft wants their stuff out everywhere so everyone can use it and pay us to use our software on whatever platform you like. Yes, I think that's a great point and that you can have the Xbox Game Pass on your PC. You can have it on your Xbox. And so maybe you don't even have to go buy the full console, but 
maybe the number of games I, as a PC user, say, oh, you know, I'd like to have access to some of those. Or maybe I do say that it's worth it for me to go buy the full console because that, you know, I wasn't going to buy all the different games, but if I can go play them, that is, it's a growth avenue. And so it makes sense under the Microsoft umbrella. And, you know, whenever Apple says, okay, if they try and break into AI, what does Apple AI look like? What does Apple AI do? What what about it is Apple? Why is this not just AI that you're ham-fisting in? What is the thing that you could say, this is truly why we need this as an Apple product, as opposed to just, we need this to keep up with the Joneses? Like we were talking about in prep, Apple doesn't have a productivity suite. And that's the difference. Whereas the Microsoft productivity suite, the Office 365, the Google productivity suite, you have all of those things where, I mean, that consumes the the overwhelming majority of all productivity suites that are out there between Google and Microsoft. And then Apple has their hardware. And Apple does have software, but it's mostly entertainment software. And it's, it's not the backbone of something. And so that's that's going to be tough for Apple to crack into this market. And it'll be really interesting to see what steps do they take moving forward. Moving along, it appears the cable industry has decided that most of the people who still have cable, me included, are just not quite smart enough to be able to say, I want to cancel by clicking one feet, one option on a website. Yes. So this comes after the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, is looking to enforce new rules that customers have to be able to one-click cancel subscriptions. You're starting to see this in a lot of different places that the FTC is saying that too often businesses trick consumers into paying for subscriptions they don't want anymore or didn't sign up for because it's simply too difficult to unsubscribe. So the FTC is implementing a lot of rules and trying to make it easier for you to opt out of things that you don't want to be a part of anymore. And the cable companies are saying, wait, 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 that's our whole business model. Let's justify this. And the justification is saying that customers might misunderstand the consequences. In other words, we've made this so damn hard to understand. Even the folks in our call center who just read our scripts don't understand how in the world is mom and pop out there on Main Street going to understand what we're doing to them? So we can't let this happen. Right now, if you call your cable company and threaten to leave, chances are they'll offer you a discount. And they want you to bundle stuff. And portions of your current price might be lower because this is bundled with that. And then there might be ongoing benefits happening. And There's always this round robin of games that they're playing in order to not have it be one number that's obvious, and that's intentional. They want this to be confusing. They want it to be difficult, and that's part of what the FTC is going after here is they're trying to force more transparent business practices. The last tool we wanted to get to for this segment, Google is trying to, or Google is closing down Google Podcasts and shifting everything over to YouTube Music. This makes a lot of sense. 
that YouTube Music is something that Google's really pushing. This is a subscription service that they seem to believe in. Uh, this is tied to their YouTube Premium, and that they are trying to build a competitor to that Apple Music or to that Spotify brand. And so, you know, I guess that Google Podcast wasn't very popular, wasn't very big, and so they're just folding it in together. So if you do have that Google Podcast app and you want to move everything over to YouTube Music, you simply go to Export, which is under Export to YouTube Music. Then you select Transfer to YouTube Music and Continue, and then Go to Library, and you can see all of the music, all of your choices, all of the podcasts that you follow. Everything is going to get moved over to YouTube for you, nice and easy. And even if you are a a somebody who, like us, puts our content into the Google Podcast. We, too, will now have to start figuring out how to convert our podcast from audio only to an audio video, which we've, we've played around with. Still, you're not going to see us on screen, but we've kind of played around with having all of our content on YouTube as well. Yes, if you want to have this as a YouTube video, we'll have the logo, we'll have some nice graphics over the top of it and we'll have the audio accessible via youtube because we want this to be as accessible to you the our listener as possible yeah it's the whole idea of we're radio guys that this is better that you can just listen to us and pay attention and and focus in on the work <laughs> we just look better on radio yeah, I mean, the, I think there are a lot of people who are in this podcasting space who are experimenting with adding visual content, and I'm skeptical of all of it, that I really don't need to see three people sitting at a microphone. That's, you know, I you look at the, their picture, you see what they look like, that's fine. You know, so do I really need to see, oh, is he wearing the green shirt today? Or is he wearing the blue shirt today? You know, I think that's that's not the most important part. It's just as interesting to have it on in the background while we're while we're talking and, and you're being productive. Content. It's all about content. And we hope you, the listener, that you're enjoying what we're talking about, not what we look like when we're talking about it. Because, you know, if you're going across town, driving across town or on a subway, as you may be, and you're listening to the podcast, you're not going to be paying attention to your phone. It's in your pocket. You're 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 wanting to hear what we're talking about or what other podcasts are talking about. It's it's content that you're interested in. That's the way we see it anyway. Yeah, we're we're not producing enough visual content here. We're not necessarily creating new graphics. We're not necessarily pulling in videos from other sources. Or you know, there are some ways that you can justify that transition, but. You know, there are some podcasts, even ones that I really like. You know, I, I love Conan O'Brien's podcast, but it, it is just the four of them sitting on a microphone talking. And I know what Conan O'Brien looks like. That's his whole brand. And I don't need to see, you know, how much makeup does he have on today? It's And so that's that's the approach that we're taking. You don't need to see how much makeup that we're wearing today. <laughs> because or how much makeup we're not wearing today. How much makeup we should have been wearing today? Yeah, that's again. We uh, we enjoy the format where we are. We hope you will continue to enjoy it as well. 
as we stay with all the different with all the different podcast platforms where you can find Tech Gumbo, and then also maybe at some point you'll find a little bit more and more of us on the YouTube Music Channel. We want to thank General Informatics for sponsoring our show. General Informatics is an information technology firm with a mission to make our clients even more successful through the best use of technology. Based in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, General Informatics is a premier IT managed service provider delivering exceptional managed IT solutions to a diverse base of customers across the southeastern United States. From the beginning, we have maintained our commitment to meeting the growing needs of our clients through continuous innovation. With over 20 years of experience and a team of 180 plus employees, including technicians, engineers, program designers, GI has evolved to become the leading IT partner of business schools and government agencies. Our managed services teams can run your digital infrastructure or support your team on an on-demand basis, letting you focus on your business strengths. This has become a proven formula. So proven that 98% of our clients continue to do business with us year after year. Whether you need IT services, new technology, or have a question, visit us on the web at geninf.com. If you enjoyed our show today, we are here on Talk 107.3 FM every Saturday at 4 p.m. And the show reruns Sundays also at 4 p.m. If you missed any part of the show or you'd like to hear this or previous episodes, check out our podcast. Available on almost every podcast platform, including iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music Audible, and more. When you're there, be sure to subscribe so you get notified every time we post a new episode. If you like our show or you have any suggestions, let us know on our website at www.techgumbo.net. Thank you for listening to Tech Gumbo.